welcome to Everyday Emmaus, a podcast dedicated to helping you learn to listen to the works of God's hands. The objects all around us are not silent. All creation testifies to its creator. As we develop the habit of faithful observation, we will hear echoes in the world around us of the same testimony we find in the pages of Scripture. Each episode will explore one facet of God's amazing creation in an attempt to hear what it declares. Join me now as we ponder the works of his hands. The Goodness of the Author What is time? In one sense, it's how we measure the succession of present moments. There's now, and now, and now, and now, trailing off into the past, just as there's a line of new nows marching our way. We've all agreed upon some interval of measurement to mark this passage, and we call it time. In another sense, It's the totality of all those moments put together, past, present, and future. There is an intrinsic physicality to time, just as there is with every other created thing. Every physical object has three dimensions, height, width, and depth. All three must be present for a thing to exist at all. So it is with time. The past, present, and future all exist simultaneously, just as solid as the dimensions of a block of wood. I would like to suggest that this is a truth we all intuitively hold and one that testifies to the reality of our Creator, who alone is outside of that very time He has created. I think it is a fitting meditation for the start of this new span of time we call a year, and hopefully you will find some comfort in it. Take a piece of paper and draw a line from side to side. Right above that line, my time on earth. On the far left, write my birth, and on the other side, write my death. You don't know when that right mark will happen, but you know it's there in the future. You know you wouldn't be here now if that mark wasn't there, just as surely as the marker of your birth was in the past. How do we know this? Because it's the nature of all created things. They have a beginning and an end by definition. You could start making marks on that timeline to indicate events that have already occurred, but it would be hard to know just how to space them out. Where would today's mark be in reference to the right side of your line? Sure, knowing the average lifespan of a person is somewhere around 75 to 80 years, you could use that to guess your proximity to the end, but you really don't know, do you? But do you see how the entire line must hold together? Regardless of where the middle and end will be, you know they're both there. They have to be. Or take this blog post. You are at the approximate middle paragraph of it. But it wouldn't be the middle if there weren't more paragraphs to come and others that had gone before. Indeed, there would be no blog post at all without the three, beginning, middle, and end. I wouldn't have published it incomplete. And even if I had, all three would still exist. They would just have shifted in position and certainly be less satisfying. So too, the timeline of your existence has been written by the hand of God as well. Your future is as firm as the past you left behind. This thought may sound incredibly deterministic to you, even fatalistic, but it was not so for the psalmist who wrote, You saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. Psalm 139.16 Here the psalmist sees his own completed timeline existing by the hand of God before he was even born, and yet seems to take great comfort in the thought. How could this be? because he didn't see his story as the product of some impersonal force, such as fate or chance, but as the writings of a gracious author, about whom he could say, 
How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. Verses 17 and 18. He knew that the one who gave him being, by whom he was fearfully and wonderfully made, could be trusted with every portion of his timeline. But make no mistake, even the unbeliever knows the timeline has been written. It's what fuels our obsession with time travel stories. Long before H.G. Wells published his classic novel, The Time Machine, in 1859, we knew the past and future were out there somewhere. But it wasn't until the Industrial Revolution that our hubris prompted us to think we could actually make a means to get there. And why would we want to, anyway? Simply put, we crave a different sort of salvation than the one our Creator has provided. We wish to fix the past ourselves rather than accept the mercy His blood provides. And we'd rather know today the outcome of tomorrow than trust the author of our story. Can you see how this little timeline exercise of a simple image bearer points to the one who's truly outside of time? Just as you hold that paper in your hand with the entirety of the timeline before you, can you see, at least to some degree, what time must be like for our Lord? Of course, for you, the right side of your line is blank, but it isn't for your Creator. As you look into a future so uncertain and opaque and limp along from wounds you've suffered in the past, may you know this year the peace that comes from resting in the goodness of the author who has written every page of your past, present, and future and will be near you through every now that comes your way. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Everyday Emmaus. Please feel free to share it with your friends and visit me at my blog, everydayemmaus.com where you can find other similar articles. You can also find this podcast on Apple iTunes and Spotify. If you find it helpful, please subscribe and give it a review. 